Wildling Press presents How Do I Book? Welcome to How Do I Book by Wildling Press. We like to chat about book writing, book publishing, book marketing, and of course, book reading. We're trying to help new and experienced authors develop their craft, widen their perspectives, and learn to get a little wild every once in a while. I'm Mike. I'm Grace. I'm Christina. I'm Mary Payton. Hey, y'all. Hi. What up? Hey, I had to keep up with it, the, the regular go-through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, December is upon us. Wowzers. Christmas and the holiday seasons are in full effect, and... We have no choice <laughs> but to move forward. It's against our will, but it's fine. We got to do it. But I figured we would start December with a light episode. And I know in our notes, the episode is Ask a Book Designer Anything. I think it actually says Mary Mike Miss. Do you want to address that oh, title? Oh, right. Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> Mary Mike Miss. Ask a Designer Anything. I will say that uh, at one point in here, we will talk about what designers don't want you to say or ask. So it, I guess I am putting a limit on anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's like ask a designer any question, not ask a designer to produce you anything. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. You get it. I want to start off with the things that the designer would ask of an author. So, you know, you're ready when it gets to that stage. If you're whether you're talking to your project manager or you're going out on your own with an a la carte service with a book designer. The first thing a book designer needs to know is what your book's about. We need to know your genre. You know, it's part of our job to stay on top of the trends and the genres that we design. And also help create the next trend for, you know, that genre. So, yeah. So, once we know the uh, genre of your book, we also really need to know some, like, kind of specifics about your book. Like, what will be included on the inside. Uh, Things like uh, dedications or acknowledgments. Anything that would extend the length of your book. Another thing we like to see are examples of what you find inspiring for your title. Because, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. So it is one of those things, if you have things that are out there, you know, show them to us. Gives us an idea of what you want your final book to look like. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're a big part of marketing it. And you have to be proud of what's there. Mm -hmm. And that is an indie publishing thing. If you get traditionally published, you will not have a say. And definitely not as much of a say. Probably not any say. A lot of traditionally published authors have no idea what their cover looks like until the cover, the public cover launch. Yeah, that part drives me wild. I can't imagine like giving up that much like control. That's why I like being an indie publisher so much because I like the collaboration. Yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is work on something that I absolutely love and I think it works so well, but I don't have all the knowledge about the book or the author. And then the author's given this book and they're like, wow, this cover is not what I wanted. It's not great. I'm not proud. And now they have to go market it. Yeah, Marvel. that's a nightmare. And Mike, yeah. I'm sure that our process takes a lot of pressure off of you because having that communication with the author is like you you, you feel assured that you're producing something that they're going to be excited about. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like I can't start my process until I have something from, you know, the synopsis. I've talked to the project manager, you know, or, you know, anything. And they, they get to tell me things like, hey, the author's really into these colors and this type of visual and everything else like that. And they just give me a blanket. And yes, sometimes I get way too much information, but it's part of my job to see through all of it to see what works for, you know, but the industry. Sometimes yeah. it's like so helpful because I'm thinking about Cursed Coven, um, which came out in mm-hmm. September and the author Cara Badalamenti was like, I'm thinking grimoire. And I was like, yeah. And then Mike was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's perfect. And then you made like a beautiful grimoire that's like, you elevated it beyond what me and Kara could conceptualize, but it's like in the end, it just like worked perfectly. It's like you had a great idea, and the execution is perfect. That's amazing. And that was a big part of collaboration because you know grimoires weren't part of my everyday. You when... don't have a shelf full of grimoires, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. So it's one of those things where okay, this is this is I now know this about the book. I now know this is the direction the author and the project manager want to go. Then I was able to like. Go do my own research and it doesn't take long, you know, I mean, Google's amazing, but we can pull up in a few seconds. So I, you know, I did some research and I got an idea of what, you know, I thought looked good and what didn't and got an idea of everything and just, you know, went from there with it. But I wouldn't have thought grimoire, you know, without having had that conversation with y'all. That's one of my favorite parts of the process as a project manager is when I've been working on this, this book or this project for a long time with the author, we've been through edits back and forth, we're finally in the design phase. And I get to take all of my, you know, in depth knowledge and the author's knowledge and excitement over this book. And I always have when I'm excited about a project, I always have kind of design ideas. They're not really formally design ideas, but they're all these ideas floating around my head, like colors, and like you said, like other examples, and I get to just sort of tell Mike, hey, I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm picturing, I don't know, ultraviolet colors or something like that and like throw it at you or something crazy. And you're like, okay, I'll use my actual design experience and knowledge (laughs) to make it into something that actually looks good. Right. You're there for the vision board part. You know, there's the vision Mm -hmm. board. and like, let's all throw all these things up there. And then I get to take the pieces and exactly make it into what works. Mm -hmm. Humans can't see ultraviolet light. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why that, that word <laughs> popped in my head. See, there that's a great example of like, I would throw that at Mike and he'd be like, okay, that's technically not a thing so that we can so do. So you mean but... neon. <laughs> right, that's what I would have gone back. I was like, so they want exactly. neon. <laughs> that's why it's so important. Like, I think we've run into this a lot more with like illustrations for children's books than we have with covers of authors, like mm-hmm. just not having the language to talk about mm-hmm. what they want. And that's why a project manager is important because it can be like a lot to have an author just kind of like word vomiting ideas without actually knowing the correct terminology at a designer. Like it's the project manager's job to be like, I will take this and make it helpful. Mm-hmm. With those, like just those few pieces right there, that's kind of all that a designer really needs to know to get started, you know? And it's one of those things where we just, uh, We'll do a few examples. If you're in indie and you're, you're with Wilding Press, we do a few examples. I can't speak for everybody. And uh, and we go from there, but we, we work on it till we're all happy. But at the same time, we also know what works as a team, you know, in the industry. So we always make sure that we give our sound and solid advice so we go in the right direction mm-hmm. and something doesn't look like it was just slapped together. 
something else you ask, Mike, and I think this is more for the interior than it is for the cover, but something else mm-hmm. that you ask me when you're getting ready to design one of my books, what are some like concrete like items, colors? I think for like chapter headers and those, what do you call the thing that goes in between the... The section breaks. Isn't it called like mm-hmm. a dongle or something stupid like that? Like something yeah, horrible? It's like such a stupid name. It's called like a ding dong or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wing ding. Wing. <laughs> I will say on the world, in the world of like in design and things like that and Photoshop, they're glyphs. Glyphs. But like, you know, you'll, um, you'll pull up things like wing dings and it's a bunch of things like that. Yeah, and that just gives the designer, like, a pool of things to work with because, you know, mm-hmm. he might try working the cauldron, I'm still thinking Cursed Coven, into the chapter header, but it mm-hmm. just doesn't look right. So he needs, like, other stuff to turn to. So now knowing the things that we uh, need to hear, there are, I found this one uh, site, this one page, and I was going to share some with you because I can relate to pretty much all of them on uh PRMR public relations consultants and it's nine phrases graphic designers hate to hear. Oh, mm-hmm. and it, they handle it. they handle it from a humorous way. But as I went through them, like I felt the cringe in my soul. I was like, oh, yep, done that, been there. So we've been through all of them. But especially going back to a cover and not really sure what you want if you don't know what you want on your design or what your cover to look like. Hearing, and I quote. I can't really explain what I'm looking for, but I'll know it when I see it. Wow. Is a nightmare. But it's so true. No, just kidding. It's it's (laughs) like when they want you to do like what the optometrist does, where you're like this one or this one, but you have to make all of those. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I have to make all those from scratch. And y'all have been with me since my book design journey started, you know, when I switched over graphic design to book design. And in the very beginning, I got that a lot. I don't know if y'all remember or not, but sometimes I'd go through like six covers and it would just be like, because they didn't give me any direction. Yeah. So I'd be like, well, this is what I would do. And it was a great cover. I mean, in my humble opinion, it was a great cover. (laughs) And But then they were like, you know, no, I was thinking, no, not that, but I just still don't know yet. And I would get like six covers in before they'd have to get a letter going, you need to stop. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) I don't do that anymore. That's something that, like, I would do to you, Mike, because you know me and my taste because we've been friends for mm-hmm. a long time. Just like, hey, Mike, I have this project. Just do whatever you want. I, even then, I would be like, oh, right. I feel bad. I didn't really give him a lot to work with. <laughs> but here's the thing with that. And I thought about that. I was looking at this list because we all know each other so well. When you all say things to me, like, make it pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, you know exactly or what do, what, do what you want. I know what y'all want because I know what y'all's definition is of, of that. But yeah. a new author that just says, make it pretty to me, I'm like, um. You might have bad taste, girl. Okay. That author might have bad right. taste. <laughs> right. We talk about, like, right. very respectfully, we do talk about this a lot um, in the book production world that, like, you some people have bad taste. And so, like, mm-hmm. our authors don't get to decide single-handedly what their cover looks like. You know, it has to be one of our ideas. And we have had, we've worked with authors before who we have to explain to them, like, this is why this isn't working. This is what other books mm-hmm. in your genre look like. We're, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. We can't do this. And don't, <laughs> and if you are a book designer, uh, don't design what they ask for knowing, because you know it's going to be bad because you want to show them that it's bad. Oh, and then they're like, I love it. I've, 
And they love it. I've fallen into that trap more than a handful <laughs> no, of times. Don't, honey. No, you don't. <laughs> Another one that they talk about, it says, my wife, daughter, nephew, friend has an eye for no. this kind of thing. Maybe they can help you design no, it. No, you can't. No, don't ask. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, and the person's response, and you know, they're talking about, like, said, yes, but my babysitting fee is this much on top of graphic Oh, my design. God. Because, you know, now you have Got to, like, em. go through their feelings. And I'm like, this is That's true. So it's going to be more expensive. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, I've gotten this one before, too. Can you give me the design as a Word document so I can make changes myself? Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> just, like, just a total misunderstanding. Yeah, a gross oh, misunderstanding wow. of, like, computers. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, programs, it's like, yes, because, well, typically I design my logos in my books in Excel, so I don't think it's going to work in Word. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not how this works. Well, why don't you tell the listeners, like, where you do design your books and why that is, like, a insane request? I design my books in Adobe InDesign, and it is by the Adobe program specifically for, like, editorial layouts. Mm-hmm. Like, you build master pages, you do all these things, and it's... Its only job is to design layouts. When you say you build a master page, it's like this is what like a random page of this book should look like. And then it can kind of like help you. Is that what you mean? Yeah. What I'll do is over to the side, I'll have these pages where like I designate pages as like master A will just be blank. There's nothing on those pages. Master B will have page numbers. Master C will have chapter headers and page numbers. So once I have like a 400 page book laid out, I can assign A to the beginning, the front material, the back material. It doesn't get any headers and footers and I can drag, you know, B over to whatever, you know, C over to whatever. And what I normally do to make it easy on me is I name every master page by the chapter. So that way when I'm, when I'm looking at my actual like layout of a book and I'm scrolling down, I can see chapter one begins and ends here. Chapter two begins and ends here. You know, you can't That's do cool. that in Word. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so and, like, not only can you not do that in Word, but, like, if you send a complex design like that to a Word document, like, it gets all janked mm-hmm. up. Like, I know mm-hmm. people out there have tried to convert, like, a PDF to a Word document, and it looks bad and wrong. Mm-hmm. If Like, if, mm-hmm. if Mike is sending you, like, a PDF of your book interior or even your cover... And you're not looking at it, like, not only in Adobe Reader, but, like, correctly in Adobe Reader. Like, it's going to look wrong and bad. And we always provide instruction for authors about how to be viewing their yes. books. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I run into that quite a bit, too, because sometimes people have asked me, like, hey, can you take this PDF and turn it into a book? And the formatting changes because, you know, these are – they're different programs talking with each other, mm-hmm. like – you know, with Adobe talking to Microsoft or back and forth, you know, things along those lines, it's just, they're not the same company. Mm -hmm. So you can't expect the same things out of these programs. They intentionally make it hard for them to talk to each other so you don't go somewhere else. Exactly. Another one on here is, I started doing this myself, but ran into problems, so it shouldn't take you more than a few minutes to polish up what I do. Oh, no. (laughs) No. That's like when I'm like um, to my husband, I'm like, I started this home improvement project. It has not gone well. I now need you to not only do the project, but fix what I have wrecked. Right. It's going to take longer. Yeah. All of this, all of these things actually, for some reason, I'm, they make me think of like, if you went to a hairstylist and said these same things, like, oh, just, just do whatever you want. Or 
Um, just so. make it pretty. Or, you know, or yeah. if you went there and you were like, well, I started cutting it and I messed it up, yeah. so we Ooh. shouldn't have much more to do. No, that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good, Mary Payton, because that's all another place where, like, a reference photo will do so much more for mm-hmm. you than, like, trying to, like, explain yeah. what you want, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The example in this article I pulled up was... uh you're talking about with the electrician. He says, I need to phone my electrician to tell him how easy it's going to be for him to fix my home wiring job. Oh, that reminds me. I need to call the fire department too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, yeah. like we all have our jobs that we're good yeah. at. <laughs> Man, one time I did rewire, like, I think it was like a fan in my like mom's house. And I like rewired the lights because they were messed up or something. And I was like, so proud of myself. And she was like, that was the stupidest, most dangerous thing you could ever have done. And she brought in my uncle who is an electrician, granted, and made him, like, undo it and do it again. And I was like, Uncle Bobby, was that pretty much right? And he was like, yeah, pretty much right. And I was like, see, it almost probably for sure wouldn't have caught the house on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Almost probably. (laughs) Almost probably. I grew up with a dad who's uh, in computer programming and things along those lines, and that's where I got, like, my tech side from. And I remember us going to do a home improvement project one time, and it was with electricity, and he was going installing a new outlet and he uh apparently didn't turn the electricity <gasps> off so there i am like standing there with him and all the you know whatever else and next thing you know like he just like flies back about a foot and a <gasps> oh half as soon as God. like the screwdriver gets near okay. it and he just pops down on the ground and i was just like and he was fine he got up he shook it off but we looked at each other and i was like i'm gonna go back to the computers that is and now here that I is the cardinal <laughs> i say to computers that's oh the cardinal gosh. rule of working in electricity yeah. is you gotta turn it off before you touch anything <laughs> I'm all like 12 years old and I was like, you know what I learned today? <laughs> to stay in my lane. I'm going to go get on the computer. <laughs> so I don't I do not do those things. <laughs> uh, another thing designers do not want to hear from you is I've been meaning to call you for weeks now. The deadline is tomorrow. Oh, Mike, this yeah. is so funny. Like, yeah. I'm really glad that you're getting this catharsis of like, Ooh. do not flip and come to me and say, ba 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 because I'm not doing yeah. it. I know. <laughs> Well, I read this and this like spoke to my soul. (laughs) I feel like it it was probably pretty triggering. Like getting this out is like what I need for this holiday season. This brings me (laughs) joy. Oh, the other one is I'm not an artist, but here's how I would do it. You know, and that goes back to the over. No, I won't know until I see it. Yeah. That's another thing that, like, I do, but that's because I know you love me and understand me. Right. But I know y'all, but, like, us, like, not knowing somebody, yeah. and that's more so, like, somebody, you know, you know, for it's almost like that becomes one of those things where you like, you feel like you're being told your job. Here's how I do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And it's one of those things where, like, if you were asked to buy this, like, mm-hmm. author that you're working for, like, a Christmas gift or something, you would have no idea what to get them because you don't know anything about them. But you could pick out something for me right. because you know me. So right. I guess I just keep centering myself by saying, I get to do this, but you don't, listener. <laughs> <laughs> right. Y'all are on the inside. Y'all get to, you know, <laughs> y'all get to uh, handle these, do the get away with these things. Yeah. It's just really remembering that, like, this is a professional relationship. And I, I think a lot of authors, especially, like, authors who are self-publishing, are like, you're working for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, li- technically, yes, for sure. Yes, I'm working for you. But also, like, part of what you're paying for is my, got like, re- my advice. And, like, expertise. You know? 
expertise. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. at, to, at some level, you have to let the designer do their job because that's why you're not the designer. Right. Otherwise, you should have just done it yourself in Microsoft Paint. Okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, I didn't just, like, wake up that day and decide, today I'm a book designer, you know? I have no um, knowledge. Excuse me, I built this cover in Canva, okay? I actually, I right. do hear that a lot, and I'm like, oh, no, you know how many other people have that picture on their book cover, then, if you got it from Canva? Yeah. This uh, next one isn't uh, book-related, but I've experienced it, but we can just, uh, you know, I have to say it out loud and then we can move on. <laughs> but it, it's, I, I can't afford a logo design right now. Can you just design me a business card and come up with some sort of logo while you're at it? Oh. <laughs> when, oh, when I first started designing, I would hear that from people and they're like, it's experience. It can go in your portfolio. And I was no. like, your wait, logo. Wait, I have something for this in my book. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Which book is that? Indie book publishing from start to finish, colon, it's going to be awesome, written by me, Christina Khan, on sale January 9th. Pre-order today. Um, pre-order today. Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> I can't find the section of my book where I'm like, you have to pay your friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot let them just do something nice for you. If they have a skill, you have to pay your friends. That's going to be hard to find because that's true at every step. At every <laughs> step. That's that's why I'm struggling to find it in my book. But, like, you can let them pay you. You can, like, pay your friend, like, in kind. Like, if you design this for me, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll babysit for you for free. You know, like, something like that. That's, like, totally cool. But, like, you cannot. If, the, if your friend says, I want to do this for you for free, you find out how to pay them. You show up at their house with a casserole. Like, you do something. And I've always been cool with that, you know, on the on the friend side of things. But like clients being like, hey, you know, I'm going to pay you very little to design this business card, but I would like a logo that I'm going to use probably for the next decade. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how much value that is and how how much you just want that to be done right. Like I'm team pay for stuff to be done right the first time. My husband's like, I'm going to look up a YouTube video of how to do this myself. And I'm like, you are smarter than me. I'm team. Hire the person who knows how to do it. Same. Uh, this next one, uh, they say logo in here, but we can definitely go towards with books with it. But it's I don't have a copy of our logo, but you can get it off our website. No. Mm. Why is that no. bad, Mike? Well, everything's set for, okay, everything's set in print. You should have a uh, pixels per inch of 300, and it just makes a clearer picture. And things that go, and it's a higher file, image file, like it's bigger in size. And uh, the things that go online are 72, so they're ready to be downloaded quickly and everything else like that. So when they get printed, they get pixelated. You know, it's just one of those things they don't mm-hmm. translate well. Yeah, like, have you ever... I, I know that people who are elder millennials and above, like us, um, will remember this happening all the time in their childhood but in 2023 if you've ever like pulled up a website and it is like loading slowly that's usually i feel like because the images are too big and the page is like Mm -hmm. hold on give me a second and that's why you can't have these giant logo files or like whatever files that you save elsewhere for design work you can't have Mm -hmm. those on the website yeah Mm -hmm. right and it's just like, you should already have those things. And like, you know what I mean? You should have those files saved somewhere if it has to do with your book or your business yeah. or anything along those and lines. And if you need your designer to reverse engineer your logo, that guess what? That's like a logo design, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's like 
that still is a design. So you're going to have to pay extra. But I mean, as far as like getting low res images and everything when it comes to books, it's the same thing. Um, Mary Payton knows this one very well because I remember one of her projects where the pictures that were supplied to me were pictures that were printed on a home printer and then put into a folder and given to me to scan in and turn them into images (laughs) to print. We get that a lot for like memoirs and stuff, which, you know, to some extent that can be like charming to have like a poor Mm -hmm. old quality image. But like sometimes that's not the vibe. And it's like this scan of a newspaper article or whatever is like not cutting it. These are definitely all great examples of why it's important to get a designer who really knows their stuff, because it's okay to not know these things, like, ahead of time. It really is. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you're having your catharsis moment, but it's okay to be an author who doesn't understand the ins and outs of, um, you know, cover design and stuff. But it's about, that's why it's so important to get a designer who really knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of these things we can... uh we'll walk you through mm-hmm. and just make sure because the end goal of all this is that we really want for your book to be amazing inside and out. Yeah. But there's definitely those uh, pitfalls that we have to go through as designers that we will work mm-hmm. through. One last one. And this one we'll all relate to. It says, sure, I supplied the text and signed off on the proof, but you really should have noticed that obvious typo. Oh. I really think you should pay for the 100,000 copies of the brochure that are already printed. <laughs> oh, God, no. You know. That's why you sign on it, honey. That's why we make you sign. Right. <laughs> That's why we have those things to sign because the end game is for it all to be good, but it takes a village yeah, to make and a also great book. for it to be a typo, like you're not looking at the words, you know? That's not your job as a designer. Yes. Right. It's actually like so funny after Mike, because Mike cannot read all of the books that he designs. He does mm-hmm. so many books, but. He, it's so funny the things that you pick up on just by glimpsing at the pages. You're like, oh yeah, I saw that there was a showdown with a werewolf or like whatever. <laughs> it's like, right. it's like but you missed the whole story though. <laughs> yeah. so, so now that I got all my uh, feelings out about those, I do want to <laughs> turn around and let y'all ask me some questions. Yeah, now we know not what covered. not to ask. <laughs> right. We can title this episode the designer gets in his feelings. <laughs> Mary, yes. Mike, I'm sorry, I spiraled. <laughs> my question is, Mike, I have this logo on my website. Can you turn it into a business card for me by tomorrow for free? Ooh, so many good. <sighs> well, if it's for experience, then yes. <laughs> Just make it pretty. Make it pretty. Just make it Mike pretty. Mike knows that when I say that, I mean by flag colors. Like, <laughs> p- yeah. Pink, purple, Like, I already blue, start with pink. Pink, purple, blue. <laughs> Can't go wrong. hmm So, Mike, you know, after hearing all these things, like, what would you say, what would you recommend to authors who are looking for a, a good, experienced designer? How do they find that designer? What should they be looking for on a designer's resume um, and examples of their work? That kind of thing. I think uh, one of the biggest tells is how a designer answers any questions you have, whether the questions drive them nuts or if they're completely valid questions. It's how they handle the approach because that's going to give you a big idea into how the process is going to go. If they're quick and snarky with things, uh, then you kind of know that that's kind of the job you're going to be going through until this is over. If the designer doesn't ask you very many questions Mm -hmm. about 
your book and what the book's about and those things like in the beginning that I was talking about that I like to know, uh, if they're not asking you those questions or don't seem too concerned with it, that's a huge red flag. Yeah, that makes me think of like, um, if you go to fiverr.com, which is a great place to like look for people to do tasks, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But often on there, if you're just looking for something, someone to do something real quick, design something for you real quick for cheap, they'll do that. They won't really ask you a lot of questions. They'll be like, what do you want? And whatever you answer, they'll just put it together. You know, you don't, you want someone who's Mm -hmm. really curious about what you're interested in, the vibe of your book. Um, what's going on in your book so they can really do it right. That's very true. I did have one really good encounter with someone on Fiverr where I, I, my other podcast for the bonus show, I was like, can you remix my existing theme song into like house music? And they were like, yeah, totally sounds great. And then they came back and they were like, here's the house music one. You can have that one. But it actually sounds better as like a trap remix. So I did that too. Take take both. Take both, whichever (laughs) one you want. And I was like, oh my God, this other one is so much better. I didn't know what I wanted. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Cool. But I totally agree that for the most part on Fiverr, you'll get people who are just like, yeah, yep. Yes, men. Yeah. You just got to be careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just really you want to make sure like that your designer has a collaborative state of mind too. If you're especially working in like, if you're, you know, hiring a designer to do your like self-published title or things like that, uh, just, you know, make sure that y'all are on the same page. Uh, ask to see a portfolio or some online examples. If they don't have a portfolio, you know, they can at least, you know, link you to ones that they have, like, you know, they have worked on. Uh, things like that. Because you want to make sure that, like, their overall design aesthetic goes along with like, what you want. In the oh, end, totally. Because you shouldn't go to somebody who does, like, these deep mystery novels and go, I'm thinking high fantasy purple dragon pink scales blue sky see the colors i did yes <laughs> thank you and <laughs> you know what i mean like but here this person does like mystery thriller things with like dripping blood and stuff like that like okay well maybe, maybe if that's all their stuff is or all their stuff are like romance novels maybe they shouldn't be doing my high fantasy yeah and one thing that i've done with creators in the past has been like um i'm envisioning like more like this illustration you have on your Instagram and less like this other one that you also have on your Instagram that is like a different tone. Like make Mm -hmm. it this one, not this one. And I just wanted to go back real quick. You said to make sure your designers are in a collaborative mindset. And that's kind of like abstract. Mm -hmm. One way that you can ensure that and protect yourself is by when you sign a contract with a designer, which you have a contract for your designer, right? You make sure Mm -hmm. that the that revisions are written into the contract you get like a certain number of free revisions and then obviously after a while you have they have to start charging you because people will be making crazy demands endlessly but like make sure that you are allowed to ask for revisions otherwise you're gonna have to pay if like the first thing they send you you don't like it and um like you said mike uh earlier you can also ask for them to like write into the contract that you're gonna make me three concepts and i get to pick my favorite concept yeah transparency is a big deal yeah (laughs) i really love what you what you mentioned first that i didn't even think about which is how they respond to you and how they talk to you and how they answer your questions because that's so important because the design process is going to take back and forth it's it's going to be a process Mm -hmm. you want to be comfortable bringing up any issues that you see any questions that you have about it you want to be able to trust that the that the designer is going to listen to what you want and make it um you know into the best design possible and like i know you know mike was talking about all these things we don't designers don't want to hear but there's a reason that he has that 
this list of them, right? It's because authors over time have asked you so many questions and been so comfortable asking these questions. And like, maybe, you know, like, in that moment, we respond, (laughs) Mike is great at responding with like, such respect and patience um, for for clients, which is why, which is why it's so fun to do this catharsis thing right now. But um, yeah, that's, that's just so important in any partnership, especially for something as important as your, your baby, your book. I do have to add one more in that about not asking. Sorry to go back. Right? There's one more. I'm talking about how, re- I'm talking about how respectful and patient like, you are. And you're like, actually. <laughs> actually, one more thing. Uh, don't ask to sit with me while I decide. Uh, oh, oh, well, that's really fun. Uh, okay. That was like a ridiculous request back when we used to all work in an office. Extra ridiculous now that we all work from home. Yeah, that would be scary right? at right. this point. Uh-huh. Yeah, the pre the pre COVID days. Can I come sit with you while you work on this? No, <laughs> oh, like literally. Okay, <laughs> I keep wild. saying like, oh, except for me, but like even us, no. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. don't. Yeah. I, would, like, gli- I would get like a glimpse across the entire office, and I'd be like, "Ooh, Mike, I like that." <laughs> yeah, we found. Like, don't look. We found the line. That's where the line is for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, so you see those memes and stuff that always talks about, like, you know, when no one's looking and the person's, everything's refined and perfect. And it said, when people are mm-hmm. watching you and it's just like a complete train wreck. <laughs> oh, like- we've, um, we've talked before about, like, when we have meetings together, like, sometimes we pull up, like, the podcast schedule or, like, a contract or something on a TV. Like, I'm on my laptop and it's up on the TV and I, my finger muscles com- completely forget how to type in that <laughs> Like, I, I can no mm-hmm. longer type. It is my job. <laughs> I cannot do it. I'm yeah, but like observed. Christina edits our books. What's happening here? I literally don't mm-hmm. know how to spell hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if someone sits and watches me, all of a sudden I've never seen this in design in my life. <laughs> I don't know where the button is. I don't even know how to start a new file. I'm like, uh. <laughs> and like, it's so much pressure. Like, obviously, Mike, someone sitting down to watch you putting, put like the final touches on a cover would feel victorious and cool but like a lot of design mm-hmm. from what i have seen and heard is like scrolling through adobe stock images for 16 hours until you find something that moves you <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's like not yep. fun to watch and it no that part's not fun to watch the discovery of the elements is yeah the and it's part. awkward for you like imagine as a writer that you're sitting there looking at a blank page yeah. and someone is just like breathing down your neck like when are you go- what is- what's the first word going to be buddy and it's like please don't <laughs> do this first words the end <laughs> yeah right i quit writing <laughs> <laughs> but yeah do y'all uh, have any questions that i may have missed about getting Ooh, our- i have like a clarifying question okay you mentioned that you sort of made the switch from graphic design to book design and I was mm-hmm. wondering if you could sort of explain the difference between those two things, because I feel like uh, they're conflated a lot, like people maybe don't know, right? you know? Right. I get you. I know what you're asking. As a book designer, it's editorial design. So it is about like layouts and it is about the visual impact of things. But you're not, typically, you're not the illustrator too. You know, like an illustrator is an illustrator. They use Adobe Illustrator. A book designer is an editorial designer. They use Adobe InDesign. So they make the names of the programs very easy based on what you're What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm an illustrator. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, but it is one of those things where it, everyone is different. So prior to me doing editorial design, I was doing things like logo creation and uh, 
more of like like smaller things like promotional items and things along those lines and i still do that now but it's a completely different world and it's just not the same skill set that i use when i sit down to work on books yeah so it is just knowing that a book designer is about layout and about spacing and you know just about i'm sure there's lucky for us no you go right ahead I was just going to brag on Mike. I was just going to say, lucky for us that you're so multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure there is some overlap. Like, I'm thinking about, like, a logo versus a book cover. Like, both of them have mm-hmm. to, like, market themselves. Like, both of them have mm-hmm. to, like, compel the consumer to go to that thing. Both of mm-hmm. them have to, to some extent, like, indicate what this is representing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sure there yep. are typography some can be a huge thing for both. You know, just like what type of font is used yeah. and along those lines. It's a huge for both type, both but then things. I, it is I also image. think that you get probably so much more room for creativity when you're doing books because logos really have to they're very businessy. They have to appeal to the general public. Mm-hmm. They have to be like extraordinarily straightforward. Um whereas books, I think like book readers are looking are like happy to have something like artier. Right. They both, I say one thing, and this could be a totally different episode one day, but this, like, the psychology of colors is uh, similar. Blue is usually, like, healthcare and things along those lines. And, oh you know, God. things are more exciting. You're red. Blue logos you know, are and if you think healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's just one of those things because that's what that, that color, like, emanates. And you totally, it's a whole other episode. I know. Like, really I'm totally thinking of, like, write it down. Up. Psychology of colors. Yeah. Like, restaurants <laughs> have certain colors mm-hmm. because it's, like, Makes you want to eat more or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that's why you see red in a lot of and restaurant like, logos. Is yeah. because it, it makes and you like blue eat. would be for health because it's like calming. It's like yes, your mm-hmm. arm is broken, but why don't you take a deep breath <laughs> right. and look at our logo? And look at our logo. Yeah, and you yeah, and you'll notice like a lot of like mystical things and stuff will be purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. And it's just it's just how the it's really not a natural color. Yeah. Goes. Um, and now when I, whenever I go to the grocery store and I try to find, um, more natural things mm-hmm. that a lot of things are designed with green or like little leafy greens or something in the logo and they yep. are not natural or organic or whatever I'm looking right. for, but they know how to but trick But that me. color makes mm-hmm. you think they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Write it down. I would like to read this excerpt from my book to wrap up this episode. Because the design phase of book production is so important and special, the most important quality an author can have during this time is patience. Ooh, Mm -hmm. I like that. The designer is designing every book that the publisher is doing, whereas me, Grace, and Mary Payton are only project managing a couple books at a time. Any book or graphic design is an artistic process which can take time. The worst thing to do is rush the designer and end up with a cover or layout that no one is happy with. And that's how you book. This episode was produced and edited by me, Michael Harbison. Our logo was designed by me, Michael Harbison. Our theme music was produced by Jason Hilton at Negative Selections on Instagram. Please visit us online at Wildling Press on social media or at wildlingpress.com.